Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Video Vantage podcast. My name is Haley, and today I am joined by a very special guest, my co-star, Ben. Ben is one of the original Biteable employees, and he has touched pretty much any, everything on the Biteable website and within the product itself. Any of the animations that you see, Ben has probably played a part in creating, and any of our video templates, he has probably played a part in creating those as well. And I think what Ben is most famous for is our very hilarious rendering messages when your video is building. So I'm super excited to have Ben on the show today. He's going to give you some tips and tricks on how you can make really effective and standout videos. So Ben, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Hello there. So we're going to jump right into things today, Ben. Can you give us some essential factors that people should consider when they're planning a video project? Absolutely. Um, I think the first thing I do when I'm planning out a video is to uh, think about, well, f first of all, you think about the message, obviously, what sort of message it is, what sort of tone you want to take. Um, and then you start thinking about the style that you're going to do it in. Sometimes uh, most people have a graphic style already worked out for their brand, uh, but sometimes you want to go off brand and you, you might do a Christmas video, which is a completely different style altogether. So think of your style and theme. Uh, and then you think about the sorts of materials you might want to use. And uh, I, I especially like to think of um, things that might be surprising or interesting um, and uh, you know, pictures or video that you might have already for that topic. Um, and then then just dive straight in, because the great thing about Biteable is that um, it's so easy to move scenes around and to and to rewrite them and to choose new um, graphics for it, that you, you're basically using Biteable as a um, as a living storyboard. And um, so it's uh, sometimes with a video, I, I will actually just dive straight in. I won't even plan it. I'll just uh, open up a project and say, right, okay, and what's my first scene? Um, so it's, it's just whatever you are comfortable with really, but like a, a bit of an idea before you start of what it's gonna be about and how it's gonna look it definitely helps you save time. I love that. I'm kind of the same way where I just open the app and I'm like, all right, what kind of animations call to me today and what can I put on each scene? And yep. speaking of scene, how can you determine what the best scene length is for your video so you can kind of deliver your message but also keep your viewers engaged? Uh, I think um, one thing that a, a lot of people do is that they, they tend to write very long sentences because they're used to writing over video production. Um, but that's, that's often not the way to go because video should be uh, a lot quicker and more dynamic than um, like a, a, a PowerPoint or something like that. So you, you want your scenes to be about between one to five seconds long. And if you have longer paragraphs that you're trying to um, get across, uh, then you should break them up into smaller sentences. Or even if it's a long sentence, you can break that up by using commas as natural uh, scene breaks. Um, and you, you can even, if you want to make a really dynamic, fun video, then you can even experiment with having uh, single word scenes with uh, one huge word coming at you with a, um, with a cool transition between each word. Um, and that I will make it. a really dynamic video. Yeah, those are so impactful. And kind of jumping right off of that, so when you have two different scenes, a lot of people love to add scene transitions, and it can be really easy to kind of go overboard with the scene transitions because they're just so cool. You get a little bit excited about them. Do you have any tips on how to appropriately use scene transitions and kind of the role that they play in the overall impact of the video? 
Absolutely. Uh, scene transitions uh, can and in Biteable convey a tone um, and uh, most of them are sort of like fun, snappy ones, but uh, there, there are, there's a particular one that I use if it's if you're doing a more thoughtful video, um, then you'll want to use crossfade because um, yeah. that's a nice gentle transition between scenes and, and you'll probably want to use that um, between every single scene in your video if you're making a, a thoughtful um, sort of video. Um, but most of the time you're going to be wanting to make a sort of a snappy and upbeat video. So you want the fun and vibrant transitions like uh, swipe left or zoom in and, and things like that. Swipe um, left is my absolute go-to transition. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's one of my favorites as well. Um, and that one thing to consider about uh, when you're choosing your scene transitions is how does the scene transition work with the text animation in the scene following? Because um, I've seen a lot of people make the mistake where they'll have a swipe left transition uh, and then they'll have the uh, elegant rise um, text effect. And, and so those two motions fight each other because one's going across and one's going up. So what I would do is I would do swipe left and then um, maybe the uh, one, one of the ones that comes in from the side and there's about three of those, um, I think, uh, swipe left or um, slide in and reveal that sort of thing yes. uh, and another favorite uh, one of mine is elegant rise uh, with the swipe up transition or circle reveal with scale down text effect um, th those are my go-to ones and you'll <laughs> I'm probably revealing too much here <laughs> if you watch my videos you'll see I use those those ones a lot I feel like I'm going to level up my video making after this because I'm going to try all of those combos that you just suggested. <laughs> I can, so let's I can give you a fact sheet afterwards. <laughs> Please do. Yes, this combination plus this transition equals this. I love that. So let's jump into the music side of things. Kind of similar to transitions, it can be really easy to go overboard with the music. So how do you select the appropriate background track for your video and like also convey the overall mood of that video through music? Uh, music is absolutely huge. Um, I used to work in an animation studio making uh, animated kids shows and um, some of the more, uh, one of the more senior animators there uh, once said to me something that stuck with me, which was um, audio is 80% of animation. And it's sort of true for all video because what music does is it sets the tone and the mood of the video. Uh, and if you choose the wrong music, it can, it can really um, send the wrong message. Um, music um, tells your viewers how to feel about what you're what you're showing them um, and it will tell them so much more about your video than almost anything else so it's really important to choose the right music so uh, generally most people I think have a, a really good gut feel for this sort of thing um, but I, I have seen people make some terrible mistakes where <laughs> it's um, it's kind of quite a straight um, sort of corporate video and they've they've chosen a, a really a, like obviously their favorite song at the time or something like that which is maybe not quite appropriate <laughs> uh, with lots of uh, lots of cuss words and things like that. Uh, yeah I love that note to self do not put any pop pop culture music in the back of like a health and safety video. <laughs> it, it tends to draw focus a bit too much. You do want, uh, music's very important, but you do also want it to be very background um, and to not over overpower the, the viewer. Fair, very fair. On the same wavelength as music, we just recently added voiceovers to Biteable. So do you have some tips for effective ways to incorporate voiceovers in a video? 
Uh, yes, I, I would say with voiceovers, you have to be a little bit careful. If you if you have terrible sound recording equipment um, and your voice ends up sounding very distant and tinny, um, I'd say maybe avoid doing one <laughs> because, uh, and it's not that hard. Um, a, a lot of laptops these days, for example, actually have fairly decent uh, microphones in them and you can get a, a fairly decent level of, of sound out of them. Um, and it might even be worth recording a voiceover separately. Um, but that said, uh, Biteable has a way to do that and, and has a loom style video in the corner and most uh, laptops will be able to record decent quality sound. Um, so your, your video might end up, uh, even if your visuals are really good, you might, if your sound quality is bad, you might end up looking a bit cheap. Um, also, uh, if you speak at length in a monotone, um, people will get bored. So maybe try and break that stuff up a little bit, uh, much as I, I said before about having short scenes, um, do, do that. Uh, I th I've seen a lot of videos where they're talking heads, talking at great length uh, for minutes at a time about a topic. And you tend to drift off, obviously, after a while when you're a viewer. Yes, I'm definitely guilty of that. So wrapping everything up here, how do you kind of stri strike the right balance between visuals and audios and text in your video? This is an interesting question, actually, uh, because it can change depending on, on uh, the style uh, that you're, you're trying to establish. And um, it's, it's also, it's, you can have an all text video and it will be fine. You could just leave a, a voiceover or, um, and you can even have a silent video if, if the video, uh, if the visuals are, are good enough, it's sort of up to your taste and what the message is. Um, if your, if your video videos short and punchy, um, have less words and more flashy scene transitions, um, and funky music, that sort of thing. Uh, but if your message is long and serious and contains lots of information, you'll probably, uh, need to have longer, more text-heavy scenes uh, with more subtle, low-key music so people don't get distracted from uh, from your information. Uh, but it, yet, as I say, at the end of the day, it's a matter of taste and you can really do whatever you want. My, my advice would be to experiment with it, have fun with it. Um, and and Biteable is great for this because it's so easy to change things so quickly and, and get a render out very quickly as well and and see how it is and 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 sort of say no i think more of this less of that um yeah. so yeah I'd, I'd say much as i said before diving in and just doing it uh, yeah. is the sort of the best way to do that and then then very critically appraise the results and don't be afraid to do multiple takes I, i've done videos where i've done about honestly about 20 different versions of it um yeah. and with Biteable, it's it's really easy to do it quickly. So totally, you've got yeah. no excuse not to. <laughs> I know. I completely agree. I also love sending it to other people for their feedback. Like I normally send my videos to you if they're going somewhere important, and I will look at my video and think that's a pretty good video. And then you go in with your design skills and your video expertise, and what comes back, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. Like the edits are great, the animations are great. So it's so nice to just get that second set of eyes on it, and just the little tweaks can make such a big difference sometimes. Yeah, uh, the the eyes of other people are incredibly important because uh, you you often can't see the wood for the trees, um, and you're you might be in love with a certain thing you've done, and, and then somebody else will point out why that's not so good. Um, and um, yeah, definitely. Um, but also with some other people's opinions, 
sometimes you have to ignore them as well. You yep. have to have the confidence in your own storytelling um, to, to ignore them, but, but definitely take into account what they've said and, and consider it. I completely agree. Okay, last question here. We're going to close everything out. In your experience, what are some common pitfalls or mistakes that a lot of people make when they are creating videos and how can they overcome those or avoid them? Well, uh, have you got all day? Um, <laughs> this this is a big topic for me because uh, I've spent uh, most of my career uh, sort of criticizing my own work and honing it and trying to learn things about it. So, you know, it's I, I sort of have a, a career's worth of experience with this stuff. Um, so it's very hard to uh, come up with very specific things, but I will. <laughs> so uh, first of all, um, uh, choosing the the right screen ratio. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, adding too much text to a scene um, is uh, is definitely something I've seen people do, and that's one of my sort of pet hates. Is definitely break break longer things up. Yeah. Um, make, making body text fonts too large. Okay. Um, titles are fine. Have them as large as you like, but. Um, keep consistent body text reasonably small. My, my sort of go-to size for body text is about eight point. And a lot of people sort of think that's maybe a bit too small, um, but anywhere between eight point and 10 point type is, is about right for body text in, in your videos. Uh, placing fonts too close to the margins is another real, something that makes my eye twitch um, when I see other people doing it and also not centering them properly. So having them, just near the center, but not quite, is, yeah. it always makes me um, sort of a bit edgy. Um, also choosing uh, colors that don't contrast and um, putting typography over the top of video where you can't read the typography very well. Yeah. Um, cluttering up a scene with too many elements. Um, you, you should definitely um, be take the less is more approach when making videos. That's that's something I see a lot of people do is trying to fit too much in and when they could just sort of break it up into different scenes. Uh, and also just as I was mentioning before, choosing music that doesn't suit the topic. Um, the, the good news about this uh, is that most of these pitfalls can be avoided by just choosing pre-made scenes in Biteable and sticking as closely as you can to the layout um, because our scenes have been designed by uh, experienced designers to, and they've been designed to be as foolproof as possible. Um, so why not take advantage of that? Yes, it's very true. They even have the transitions built in so you don't have to think about what transition goes well with that scene animation. Ben's done all the work for us. <laughs> Well, Ben, that brings us to the end of our 15 minutes. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I know my videos are going to get a lot better after this, and I think everybody who watches this will think the same. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your experience with us. It was lovely to have you on today. No problem at all. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye.